0: of the St. Paul Filmcast, this is uh, part two of our continuing investigation into the 10th anniversary of the uh, film The Dark Knight, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Michael Caine, on on and on and on and on. Uh, With me uh, on this time is my special guest Brian Thomas. Um, He is the former guest of the podcast batman versus james bond he has a new podcast coming out next year Uh, you can follow him on instagram at the green dark knight and on uh, twitter at green dark knight Um, it was wonderful talking about batman stuff with him Um, brian just provides just absolute great insight into the movie and um, it was really just a lot of fun to have him on And uh, to come on to our show for the first time. Um, He's been a guest on my previous podcast, the Nick and Vince podcast. He's been on a couple times. Um, So uh, without further ado, um, we'll have our uh, interview with Brian Thomas talking about the dark night after these messages. Hi, it's Nick again. I want to talk about uh, my comic book that's launching this month. It's called The Green Way. It's a comic book uh, kind of film on the noir style of takes place in 1968 in St. Paul. If you're interested, check out um, my Instagram at ndpaladichuk, my Twitter at Nicholas Palad 2 for further details. Um, coming in November 11th, we're going to have a launch party of the book. Uh, more details about that will be coming up. Thank you.
1: Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon, and this is the Amazing Nerd Show. We're a podcast that takes a deep dive into nerd culture. Every episode, we will talk comics, movies, video games, and even wrestling. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Poppy. The Amazing Nerd Show, the show you never knew you
2: wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Can you face these feelings you lack? You left your love and now you can't come back Your broken heart is gonna bleed your soul And I can't save you I can't save you from what you know And I can't save you from what you know
0: The new St. Paul Filmcast uh, with Brian Thomas. Uh, Brian's going to have a new show coming out soon. Um, he's going to talk about that. But also, we're going to have a little talk about um, because he does, in fact, do a lot of cosplay as well, right? Am I right?
1: Yes, that is correct, sir. I do. Um, a certain guy, so he's not six foot because I'm not six foot, <laughs> but and he you know, needs a throat lozenge every now and then. Right. And uh, yeah, he's got quite a temper
0: so uh Brian uh Thomas, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at the green uh is it Green Dark night did I get it right
1: Yes, that's right it's uh the green Dark night Yep, yep, yep. Um, I think actually Twitter they don't let me have uh, at the very beginning but it's green dark night yep
0: okay and um he's' uh you're starting a new show could you tell people about that before we get into our topic here? How would I describe this? So yeah.
1: there was a previous incarnation called the Batman versus Bond, yeah. Batman versus James Bond show. Um, oh, I took a hiatus um, this year for the most part and you know, got to thinking, you know, there's other a few other things I might want to talk about. Um, you know, I'm a big fan um, of Arrow, the uh, CW TV show. Yes, I am. Um, which happens to be like another character that we're about to talk about. What's that? Wealthy, right? Yes. Oh, well, yes. Very wealthy. Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm like going around because I was at Baltimore Comic Con yesterday. I'm like, hey, Bruce, can I borrow a million? And uh, you know, I'll pay back. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, all seriousness, it's called. It's going to be called the Night Cave. I did. I did decide on that. Night, and, as
0: in like night, not like um, with the cave. Not like. Yeah. yeah, with a K.
1: Exactly. Okay. Yes. So it, it, it's a play on not only what I, my um, cosplay name, but it's also a play on the Dark Knight. Um, the Night Cave can also be considered, you know, includes Arrow. It's still going to have James Bond. I thought about Q Labs, but I'm like, well, I have to be able to tie in everything in here. And I also might be talking about my one of my favorite TV shows, which I don't know if you knew this was Night Rider. So I'm trying to figure out a way to tie that in.
0: Oh, cool! No, I I never knew that about you. All right, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that's actually probably how all this kind of got started in a way because Knight Rider is based pretty much off James Bond and Batman in a way. Anyway, so and you don't hear many podcasts talk about that, so I kind of want to, you know, maybe like a retrospective of that too. So it's put. I'm putting together some ideas, but big things are coming. I hope. Okay.
0: uh, Yeah. Um. Do you have like a a couple? uh, when do you have a time period yet? Uh, when you get a launch? Um,
1: I, I don't. It, I'm hoping to have it. Um, let's see. I keep saying I'm going to recording an episode, and I just uh, something keeps coming up.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, unfortunately, but my. Um, I'm hoping by the end of the year, if not the beginning of next year. When when th- I'm going to be around more around the house because my wife is pregnant. She's nine months pregnant, and yeah. it, the baby could happen any day now. So um, yeah, that's. Uh,
0: so you really have legitimate reasons why it it's kind of kind of shuffles around. Your your life is kind of getting upset.
1: And I I think I've gone on record um, talking to you before saying I am a procrastinator of all procrastinators.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's such a bad thing, (laughs) and the first step is admitting that you're a procrastinator. And um, but yes, I I, um, I'm trying to you know I'm slowly paving the way for this. At least I got a name down anyway.
0: So um, you went to Baltimore Comic Con this weekend, right?
1: That is correct. Yes.
0: Um, Did you go Arrow or go Dark Knight? Which one?
1: Um, I did. Green Arrow, both days. First day was season four incarnation of the suit, and then I went with season five and six. Yesterday. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, I was gonna do Batman, but I, I gotta tell you that Batman suit. Um, that I know you've seen pictures of it before, and to describe it for the listening audience, it is literally it's like the Batman suit, but it's a leather motorcycle outfit. Um, it's made by this company called UD because Make a long story short, this thing is heavy. And it gets really warm wearing it a- yeah. after like not even 30 minutes and wearing it inside a comic con walking around can, it gets to be a lot, especially when I step on my own cape, Not so much wearing, but other people stepping on my own cape. So, yeah. <laughs> I, <I've, laughs> <So bad>. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna be comfortable this year because this is my last con of the year. So, um, yeah, no Batman this time, but I, I was, uh, um, Batman for national Batman day though. Sure. So I, I had to get to go to a comic store and, uh, you know, that, wear that and uh gets pictures with the families and kids it was a great time so.
0: um before we get talking about uh the dark knight how long does it take you to get into the batman suit uh
1: maybe five ten minutes i guess but i mean okay. it's a lot of prep work i mean because you're just putting the suit on and once you put on the suit you really you can only move so much i mean i can move more than my other um batman begin suit but um I'd say a good ten minutes because the makeup and just making sure all the little details are on there too. So
0: I remember Val Kilmer saying when he wore the Batman suit, he now knows how it feel like feels like to be old. You can't hear anything. You have, yeah, you're always hot. You're very immobile. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, people are just like, oh, hey, um, can I get a picture? I'm like, what? Uh? can we get a picture batman i'm like oh yeah sure
2: okay come on
1: <laughs> yeah so um it, it's 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 always fun doing that because when you run into other jokers per se yep and other characters you know even other Batman or whatever it, it's a great time but you know, it's, that that movie means so much, and I'm I'm so happy that you and I get to talk about this.
0: Well, let's talk about it because I think it's one of your inspirations to do the, the Batman cosplay and to get your show going. Um, uh, the Dark Knight is uh, ten, 10 years and a month old as we're doing it. Um, just start off with your uh, thoughts and um, your uh, ideas about the movie that came out 10 years ago.
1: Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think here. Sorry. Um, there we go okay yeah the, i remember you know when it, because of nolan um i think is what got me back into batman you were saying about yeah. val kilmer i think that's by the time of the schumacher era of batman And sorry to people that are fan of that um i, I still kind of like them for what they are anyway but it, it wasn't until batman begins came out and then i watched that movie because i'm like okay what is all this this is you know, this is a different kind of Batman because Michael Keaton's always been my Batman. Sure. And I watched this and I'm like, this is a really interesting take on it because you're putting Batman and just not just like a comic book world. You're putting in the everyday world. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're you're just taking you're just it, 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 it defined what the reboot dark gritty. And even though I hate saying dark and gritty, I'm sorry, you almost have to with this. And um, everything we knew about the character. You're just telling a fresh kind of perspective on Bruce Wayne, how he became Batman, because no one ever knew. And um, by the time The Dark Knight came out, I was all into Batman Begins, watching it over and over again, um, all into the score by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. And, um, you know, I, I went to see this movie twice in theaters when it came out. I'm surprised I didn't see it more. And um, it was in 2008, July. And,. Um, you Know, even then, I just couldn't get enough of that movie, and it's um just one that's definitely been sticking around. and I can go back every year and watch it and still find more enjoyment out of it every time I watch it or find something new that I like even more.
0: Yeah, it's um, obviously, when we watch Batman Begins, the scope, even though it's a city wide, is very limited, but here in The Dark Knight, it's expanded to a whole variety, a wide scope of the Hell City, and yeah. Um, what were your thoughts when you initially heard that Heath Ledger was going to do it? What was your first reaction? Well, uh, all
1: right. I have a th- confession to make because when I saw yeah. Batman Begins and I, that you see the Joker card at the very end, yeah. I'm like, okay, I was like, okay, well, um, are, is this like kind of a play on to like, kind of like an unofficial, um, prequel to Batman
0: 89? Right. It, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. People so, thought about
1: Yeah. I thought about that. I was like, okay, so that's a perfect lead-in. I even told that to my dad. I was like, hey, dad, they found a way to connect this movie with Batman '89, yeah, and man. then they say they're going to hire Heath Ledger as the Joker. Now, I knew who Heath Ledger was. I knew of, of what's the Knights, the, the Knights Tale, or Last That Knight's Is Tales. That Is
0: The yeah. Knights Tale, Yeah,
1: uh, um, Brokeback Mountain, of course. That's that was his biggest yeah. one at the time, I think. Um, and I was like, okay, uh, how are you going to cast the Joker? I, I'm one of those people just like everybody else probably said that's jack nicholson's my joker come on you can't reinvent the joker because <laughs> jack did it so well i mean it's with yeah. all respect to Caesar romero but i mean jack's the joker and you know i was like all right well until you saw until you even heard his voice in the teaser trailer um you know just like oh what do you say tonight um well, i'm trying to think it's been such a long time um a oh, man of my word yeah and that, that's just, it, it you hear that and you hear the Joker laugh. You're like, okay, we're in for something new. You see the teaser posters. Right. You just see um, why so serious. And you're like, okay, what do they got coming? And then you see the official first trailer. And I'm like, you're blown away but by what he looks like. And it just, it, it's insane. And I was, I, they had me since the minute they showed that. So.
0: Have you been able to watch some of the behind the scenes stuff that's um, featured on YouTube and stuff like that? The making of it.
1: Um. Briefly, I know this much that you know. Um, he was one of those. He was one of those actors that he got into character so much that he kind of secluded himself yeah. for so long, and like for the first time, the Michael Caine saw him as the Joker when he's in the um. What's the elevator? The, uh, yeah, in the elevator. Yeah, and that's yeah. like really Michael Caine being surprised. Yeah. Um, the, the actress, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, she was literally acting like that because she was pretty frightened. That was the first time she ever saw him.
0: No, yeah, when he crashes the Harvey Dent fundraiser, I think. Yes. when he comes yeah. out When he comes out of the elevator, Michael Caine had some lines he was supposed to say, but he was so shocked by Heath Ledger that he just stood in and amazed. And then you see that him shotgun blast and now it's his presence. But yeah, yeah, he was, Michael Caine was so uh, galvanized by the appearance of Joker. He forgot his lines. <laughs> yeah.
1: Th- and that's pretty bad for Michael
0: Caine to do
2: that. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. <laughs> right. it, yeah. But um, it's just, it, he just wowed everybody. I think, you know, like I said, What's great about Batman, and especially like any like comic book characters, there's always some kind of a spin. You of all people know this. I mean, that there's all different iterations of Batman. There's all different iterations of Joker. We were so used to just that one Jack Nicholson Joker that, you know, and it was such a well-played Joker that, you know, we didn't think of anything else that this interpretation
0: existed or could exist. And I, I also want to, yeah. Even though there's multiple different ways of presenting uh, a different, you know, between Batman and Joker, I think the crashing of the party dinner scene epitomized the whole conflict with Joker, Batman. We've seen for many years of the Joker crashing a party, gathering an audience, making these speeches, and all of a sudden Batman appears, and it's been played yeah. out so many times that. You kinda of knew in the movie it was gonna happen, but it happened so well done it was like it was magnificent. Because we've yes, seen was. it so many times over and over again. How are you gonna reinvent the wheel? And it, they presented a way that was actually refreshing. It was nice to mm-hmm. see. And what was cool is Heath was known for being a director himself. So
1: he it was the one who actually directed his own like little videos when he was holding those people hostage, for example. Yeah. Like when he was holding the Batman um Doppelganger in a way, I guess if you would call it. Um, at the very beginning, um, he's like, "Are you the real
2: Batman?" Right, he directed
1: right. that whole thing and submitted it to Nolan. Um, when he was holding the news reporter, um, uh, Anthony Michael Hall hostage, he was uh, doing that also. So yes, and it, I think he
0: had the uh, Heath Ledger had the idea of he has to be upside down. I liked him to be upside down as well. You know, almost foreshadowing what was going to happen to him.
1: Yeah, and um and the interrogation scene, which still remains one of the best scenes in cinema, I at least I could I consider it. Um, right. having Christian Bale actually punch you over and over again and flipping you and hitting your hand. Oh, that was all ledger right there. There that, was a that was such great
0: scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, um with the interrogation scene, and that was kind of the first time that Bale and Heath dressed up were in the movie together. Um, and doing their scenes together, did it a couple takes and, uh, Christian Bale finally, uh, confessed a couple after a couple takes of doing the interrogation scene, Heath Ledger looked him right at him and goes, look at us movies, man. I mean, we look ridiculous, but it's going (laughs) to (laughs) work. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's amazing just because now like it's such a big deal when a Uh, A celebrity or a star is cast for a a very big character because of the outrage that could happen. Um, I know I was too young to remember, like, say, when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. I know there's a lot of outrage from what I've read about that.
0: There was Um, because everybody regarded him as a comedic character. He didn't think they could do serious. They seen him do Mr. Mom and all these funny movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And how how are you supposed to be Batman, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. And the same for Heath Ledger. How can you be Batman if you've done more like teen comedies in a way (laughs) and you've done just one very dramatic movie? So, yeah, it just uh, it just proves that, you know, anything can happen.
0: Um, I would say this movie has a great ensemble cast because even though it's Batman and Joker, but it has assembled a great ensemble cast there's many different characters and i think it has also the right balance everybody gets their certain amount of time everybody gets their close-up so even though it's just a batman and joker that's not necessarily the entire movie Mm-mm. no this is a
1: mobster drama crime drama yeah and um all the inspiration that nolan had for movies such as heat um trying to think of some other movies i mean yeah of course batman 89 you can see some things that were in there yeah the killing yep. joke definitely um after now finally watch the killing joke i can definitely see some stuff in there um i, I wish ledger would have said all it takes is one bad day, one bad day. yep
0: you know, yes i wish he would have said that that
1: would be great if he, i'm sure he did that but um yeah it's uh the, the character the cast is just you, you take everything that was great about batman begins you put that into this movie, and you add even just like a few uh, extra touches, such as Heath Ledger, um, Aaron Eckhart as Two Face, which yeah. was b- brilliant casting there. Um, everything to the mayor—I I forget the mayor's name—but he was—he's been around since Lost, and he was on uh, Bates Mattel. He's been in all kinds of other shows.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you—you you get that sense of you know even though that this is a Gotham sydney and batman's in there he's not the most popular person um there's a bench there's a lot of conflict even with the district attorney and the mayor and then the commissioner they all have you know they're not necessarily getting around there's a lot of fiction friction being played out and i think that it makes it more compelling
1: mm-hmm. yes definitely um i mean it's not like there's these side stories going on per se but it's how Nolan is able to work with such an ensemble cast. He really demonstrates that in this movie, and it's not just—I mean, it, it, all the actors that he's able to work with, everything from Baroni to, um, let's see, Mister Lau. <laughs> I like Mister Lau. In there, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm very good with calculation. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, very good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and the whole excuse to go to China to uh apprehend Mr. Lau it was wonderfully crafted and even was actually uh new technology was introduced the whole um this plaster gun that he used it was very unique and mm-hmm. using cell phones which is another another uh, another interesting of his tools that were introduced into this movie
1: yes yes um I mean and you got to see Batman as more of a detective in this he's like they're like what are you going to do take um fingerprints off of uh, off of a wall no yeah. uh no i'm no, um, fingerprints yeah Switch your around anyway um and he's like he's really doing investigating in this he's doing it during the day will you be wanting the bad pod sir <laughs> uh not in the middle of the day Alfred. not so, <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> yeah yes. not so subtle yeah The lamborghini then much more subtle. So. <laughs> um yeah but it, it, it's a great bruce wayne story in here too but it's i mean like I said, it was built on with Batman Begins, but it was just – it it was just in full force on this movie.
0: Um, you have an uh, introduction of uh, – uh, being played out of the evolution of Commissioner Gordon. Um, yes. Actually, um, if you want, I would like to talk about it a little bit more. Here because in, um, in the – Batman Begins is kind of based on the book Batman Year One – and mm-hmm. you know, Commissioner uh, Commissioner Gordon is actually just a lieutenant, and eventually moves up the steps to now. In this movie, he's in charge of a special opera operates.
1: Oh, um, what's it called? The, the, like the SIU Special Investigations Unit. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, Gary Oldman. I mean, I guess the biggest roles I knew him for were. Um, what was it? The one with Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: come on. The fifth element.
1: Yeah, of course. The fifth element.
0: Fifth element, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, Air Force One. So, I mean, I, I've always pretty much seen him play a villain, but now he's like this kind of a dad figure in a way. He's like, but he's also like this guy who's determined to, he's like this very straight laced, determined uh, detective. Um, He'll do whatever it takes in a way, but he, he will not be, become corrupt.
0: No, he's one of those. Um, like Batman, there's cer- certain parallels that he runs that he's not going to be um, corrupted. But um, the difference is he knows he has to work with best what what he has, even though some of them not be the best people. But then he has that's what he has to work with, and he's not afraid to uh, get a little get his hands dirty, just like Batman. You know, right? Do, do the bad right. stuff. So
1: yeah and this time once again where it's like who can you trust um there's still police corruption uh you know just like before yeah that he's got to work with who he has and even the district attorney harvey dent knows hey i've had your rookie under investigation before and um you know he's just it's almost like gordon's like you said he's got to do what he's got to do so you know
0: um, with this movie, uh, it again involves, um, it's, it's a summer blockbuster. You have to have your car chase and what an excellent reason to have one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. I mean, there's at least a, yeah, there's a definitely one big one that comes to mind right now. I mean, um, slaughter is the best medicine and, um,
0: is that a bazooka? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice it right away with the, the circus truck that he spray painted as? Did you catch that right away?
1: Um, if I didn't catch it on the first time, I caught it on the second time that I watched it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Um, just, it, it was gold. And, um, yeah, just, I was like, okay, well this, the, the chase scene looked familiar from what we had in Batman begins, but it's, it might've been in, in, in that tunnel of Chicago that, you know, that looks very familiar to everybody, yeah. but boy, did they just take it up a notch? I mean, you know, the SWAT team is getting pushed into the water by the, by the tractor trailer. Um, they have an armored car that Harvey Dent happens to be in that, they're, that Joker's trying to get through. Um, his gun's not working, and then all of a sudden he tries the bazooka, and um, then you have a dump truck that's running over police cars.
0: And throw in the tumbler in there, throw the tumbler you know what um i when I watched behind the scenes, I actually thought it was a make prop that they they had a set they made a set to throw the dump truck, you know the armored truck in the river. I thought that was yeah. I thought maybe that was toys maybe something no, they really did they really put yeah. a, a a armored truck in the river, and then they fished it out
1: <laughs> yeah it's about like i fine special effects if you want to have c g i in there when you have to. I, I, and you know that they did in The Dark Knight, but that's something Nolan has always tried to go for more practical effects. And this car chase is evidence of that. It, like you said with the dump truck, I believe the dump truck where the um, tumbler goes into the dump truck, that was actually real. That wasn't a prop.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, they um, they actually had to um, remove the person so that it's, it's somebody it, – there's nobody in it. But yeah, to be able to authentically look like he smashed the dump truck. They re- it really is a dump truck. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, not that
1: many movies would do that. You know,
0: yeah. did you right. catch the, uh, the joke to begin the car chase scene? It was the fire truck that was on fire. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's typical Joker humor right there. <laughs> yeah. It's the fire truck that's on fire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, it's in the the SWAT guy that's driving next to the driver of the armored car. He was kind of like the comic relief for that. And yeah. Norm. Circumstances it might not work, but somehow his little wise ass comments made it <laughs> right. like air
0: support. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> not good.
2: That's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I understand, uh, with the presentation of the Joker, he has to have something like a class A driver's license because he's able to operate a bus, um, he's able to op- operate a semi. Um. Obviously, he knows his way around armored vehicles, so he does have a lot of talent before he became the Joker.
1: I never thought about a class A driver's license. It's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Huh.
0: So he, he, somewhere along the line, he had to be in operating these large vehicles to have c- confidence and not really bothered by um, using these vehicles, right?
1: And he was a Navy SEAL trained with plastic explosives, and. um
0: he had to do something like that to gain that knowledge. Right, yeah.
1: And he worked at stand-up Comedy um, in uh,
0: Gotham City. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so so uh, what do you think of the, the final act of Batman um, breaking the rules to get after Joker?
1: Oh, man. Um, what I like about the scene is it's just – Well, I mean minus um, – Jim Gordon's wife and the kids. Yeah. It's three talking. There's really no action at all in this. And they're just saying, We three, we three chose to do this. This was our fault. And um, Batman's trying to plead, and along with Jim Gordon's just saying, You know, you were the best of us. And the Joker turned him and just saying that, you know, showing that anybody can fall. And um, it's, it, it, people could look at it as political or just, you know, somebody good going bad. It, yeah. It's so many different, like psychological, you know, things going on here. But, um, yeah, it was very, very dramatic. And, um, you know, you see Batman get shot and, uh, we've seen that before in a sense, but, um, you know, just that he makes that decision, just, he's got to stop Harvey Dent, whatever it takes. And, um, it, 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 the first time I watched this, this is another reason why I went back and saw it the second time. I'm like,
0: okay. did Harvey Dent
1: die at the end of that? Because, I think he did. I mean, he's not moving, obviously, but is right. he like
0: but Yeah. I got the same sense, too, that it could he did they want to use him in the next movie? You know, that's yeah. what I mean. yeah. Um, Yeah. Obviously, uh, Katie Holmes did not come back. Maggie Gyllenhaal replaces the character Rachel Doss. What do you think about that?
1: I was kind of disappointed in that. Okay. What? I, Why? I, I'm not even a Dawson's Creek fan, believe me. But I, I really <laughs> – <laughs> Alright, I watched one episode. Regardless, I've only, I something about um her as the I don't know. Maggie Gyllenhaal just didn't seem like she had that chemistry. She had the chemistry with Aaron Eckhart, but she never had the chemistry with Christian Bale. It just seemed like a I don't know, it was just kind of forced in a way. I liked what um uh, what's her name? Um the first the first Rachel Dawes. Um Katie Holmes. I liked how Katie Holmes was because, yeah, you could see that her and young Bruce growing up together and just that kind of a bond and that kind of relationship that they formed. And uh, I don't know. I, I just bought into that more. So when Maggie Gyllenhaal's uh, Rachel Dawes died, I'm like,
0: all right, well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> now, I know you have to introduce new stuff. and We already talked about Rachel Dawes and you know, the character. But uh, uh, the Bat Pod. Remember before this movie? came out that they had the batman's got a new vehicle and everything um, the bat motorcycle but actually it's not really a motorcycle was it a little bit of a surprise when they presented it to you
1: oh yeah definitely because <laughs> i mean you see you saw the wheels and i guess we were just so shocked when we saw it in the trailer we're like well where did they get this vehicle what's this based off of and then when the tumbler crashes and you know he's using it at his escape pod, it's like, oh, I get it. It makes so much sense. It was there the whole time since Batman Begins. We just never even thought about it. No one uh, pulled it.
0: I, 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 he pulled us. I felt slightly stupid when it. Pre- yeah, it's like <laughs> I was like, well, because you know everybody knows a motorcycle. You don't want a big fat tire in the front. You can't, You don't have a lot of mobility. Right. I was like, why would you uh, – there's no really advantage. Now it makes sense why he had a big fat tire in the front.
1: <laughs> yeah, and what he can do with this. I mean he can crash through the mall. He can do like this weird crazy spin. Yeah. He can go – he maneuver under a tractor trailer, which is by far one of the coolest stunts of that whole movie I think.
0: Yeah, um, there's only one stuntman who was able to drive it for insurance policies and everything. Christian Bale mm-hmm. lobbied hard. He wanted to have one scene where he's driving it. But um, sadly, in Movie Magic, there's um, it's all a stuntman driving that vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. He said it took him a couple of weeks to be able to figure out how to drive it because you're actually laying on your stomach when you're driving it. Wow. Yeah.
1: So great. And then just how his little – that Pod does that turn up the wall and just like stops right there. It's, I mean I think there was cheering and clapping when that happened in the movie theater.
2: Yeah,
0: and that was one take because uh, uh, the stunt driver – I can't remember. He's from France, but Nolan says, can you do that? He goes, well, I've figured out how to do most of it. I think I can do that. So there was like a one-take thing that he was able to do. The The other thing about the bat Pod is it has protectors for your hands. So it has right. – and that was his suggestion because – he goes, I'm driving this and I'm very scared about going around and scraping my knuckles. So they built these um, protectors for his hands and as protectors, they were able to smash sm- side mirrors. So that's the whole point of having to smash side mirrors was to demonstrate these prote- these new things that they added onto the vehicle.
1: <laughs> uh, it I saw that fat pod and I saw the tumbler in person when um, the Dark Knight Rises were doing the promotion tour. That thing is huge um yeah don't let that size on screen fool you because that thing is huge and just i can't imagine trying to maneuver that thing but it was so cool
0: um i know you're kind of by baltimore were you ever near pittsburgh where they filmed dark Knight rises no,
1: I was not. No. Um, but I finally made it to Pittsburgh last year. And, um, you know, I'm like going around. I'm like by Hinesfield. Field. I'm like, man, what I would have given to be in that crowd there when they did, they filmed the Dark Knight Rises there. Just any of the scenes watching Bane take it over or any of the chase sequences there. But yeah, it's like its own. Well, Baltimore in itself would have been made a great Gotham City because it practically is Gotham City. But Pittsburgh's a close second, I
0: guess. Right, I would have been I you know I why, why didn't you do it in Baltimore? You got such great authentic look. You know, textured. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. What well, could with you. have been? Yeah. I Matt, agree.
1: Matt Reeves, if you're listening right now, take note of this. Baltimore is wide open for this, and we don't even have to have extras. There's plenty of violence going on in Baltimore City. <laughs>
0: right, right. Um, we only have a few minutes left, Brian, and I would love to talk about uh, what has been blown up in the internet the last couple of days of Hawking Phoenix and what he's been Ooh. doing. So uh, the new movie that's coming out next year simply called The Joker. Uh, What are your thoughts about it? You know,
1: um, there's this movie back in 1989 we talked about at the beginning of the show. It's called Batman 1989, uh, or just Batman. It was directed by Tim Burton, and uh, it tells the story of a guy named Jack in there and his origin story of how he became the Joker. And to me, that is like... I'm, like I said, I'm sure there's different ways to tell the story of somebody of how they became the Joker. But when I heard this news, I'm like, everybody was involved. OK, you have Joaquin Phoenix, which is a great actor. I can definitely see him pulling something, doing something with the Joker, a fresh take. Yeah. Um, Todd Phillips, which I believe is the guy who directed the Hangover movies. Yep.
0: You're um, right. right.
1: Martin Scorsese is producing it. Um, Robert De Niro is going to be in there. Um who else is in there off the top of my head uh anyway i I, until i saw the pictures for this i was just like okay it's one of the last things on my mind because we've seen a joker origin story and we've seen what happens when origin stories of some of the best villains can be put on screen star wars episode one two and three i'm looking at you because yeah (laughs) um you know i and i don't think we always need the origin story that's what was so great about the dark knight is we just we were introduced to the joker nobody knew why he wore makeup where he came from you know it was and i think that's what made his joker so great so with this i don't want to have to feel have a story where i feel i don't want to say connection but i feel sorry for the bad guy and see him become bad and then there's some sympathy in there but um the makeup to me reminds me of a it, it's like the love child of Jack Nicholson's Joker and Heath Ledger's Joker.
0: There's a definitely a combined combination of both, right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And, and they ignored Suicide Squads, Jared Leto, because yeah, no grills for this guy.
0: I, I get I get a sense of feeling that this um this new Joker movie, they're gonna f- it's supposed to take place in the late seventies in New York City. Okay. So I don't know if they want to have some kind of no affiliation with the '80s version or the modern, the the Dark Knight. They, um, I don't even know if they're going to have any appearance of Batman. But
2: you Thomas
1: know. Wayne, I know, is going to be involved somehow because there are even signs. Because that, that's another thing. There's too much leaked footage nowadays. Yeah. Um, well, it is cool to see. there's sign like Wayne's fault. It's Wayne's fault. Something like that. So I I know the Wayne. Family will play a big part in this, even if we don't see it, like Batman. Okay. Well, what do you think? What do you think about it?
0: I, I think we're going to have a, a standalone. I think it's it just for me. It smells like a Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro. I'm it very tri- well could be. Yeah. A very very s- a slow burn of a man's mind going warped. Yeah. Um, if it, I mean, if they
1: they might as well just remake the Killing Joke because that's that would that's the great you know. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, of, of him being duped and you yeah and then only takes us one bad day or or right. like he says in the dark night it's just like you just need a little push that's right
1: <laughs> that's need. right and that's exactly what i'm gonna do with my computer and skype right now i'm gonna give it this nice little push out the window because everything becomes chaos <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right all right
0: okay this is my last question for you brian since you are you ready i'm ready all right, as um I'm the guest on the new St. Paul Filmcast, my last question for guests is uh what is your favorite movie?
1: Uh, can you – man, I I can't answer that. Um the say The Dark Knight would be Yeah. I don't know. I I I want to say The Dark Knight. I mean, but uh you know, I I'll, I'll, I'll say this one. Okay. Um Golden Knight.
0: Wonderful. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll say Goldeneye. It's my first Bond movie. Still one of my favorite Bond movies.
0: Had a great. Had a great. Uh, well, they had a great prop. You know, the Goldeneye, which is actually a real thing, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> I've been to
1: Goldeneye. I've seen Goldeneye. It's uh, right in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Really? Did I? Have to, I never told you that. Yeah. No. I have to send you the pictures for this. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, send me pictures. So.
1: Yes, I will do that. Yes.
0: All right. Well, I have to say thanks, Brian. It's still a lot of fun with all our problems of rescheduling and Skyping and all that stuff. It's still a lot of fun to talk to you, man.
1: It's it's all my fault. You know, I, I I have failed this podcast.
0: <laughs> we two we we two act. We are both in it together. Yeah, we both. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Guilty as charged about being the procrastinator who's having tech problems, and sure. uh, you know, 2020 for the pot for the Night Cave podcast. There you go. That that's the that's the new date.
0: That's the new date. I love it. All right, <laughs> I love it.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. Always love talking to you, man. Yeah,
0: we'll have to definitely do it again sometime. Thank you, Brian. Definitely. Thank you very much. Have a great great day. You too, buddy. Bye. I
2: what you need.